Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Tribe, I hold my guest today, Rena Friedman Watts, three names right there for you, in the highest regard. Like me, she is a super connector who is beyond generous with her time and always thinking about others. She is a natural connection conduit and puts her superpower to use daily. And I don't recall exactly how we first connected. It was over LinkedIn. We'll, we'll talk about that um, in a minute. Maybe she knows. We'll figure it out. But she immediately helped me get booked on my first podcast, Next Level People, uh, with Sean and Greg. And Sean's one of my good buddies right now. And as they say, the rest is history. And for those of you who do not know her, here's a bit of background. Rena got her start in the entertainment industry. She's worked on shows ranging from Jerry Springer to Nanny 911. She got married, had three kids in four years, and worked in, on court TV while her kids were small. We'll talk about motherhood and that balance. Then she joined the corporate world for a bit, planning lunch and learns for the telecom and financial industries, which led her to planning her own events and booking sponsorships for Gary V, DTC Day, and now chief evangelist for the Don't Keep Your Day Job show with Kathy Heller. And we'll certainly talk about that and a whole lot more. I am thrilled to have her finally on the show, Rena. Watts, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Wow. That was an awesome, awesome edit and awesome intro. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I took what you gave me and I, I, I spun it all around and put my own little pause touch on it. So let's, let's start out. And my tribe may not know you. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell me what I missed there. What do people know about you? What do you want people to know about you? That was incredibly thorough, truthfully. <laughs> I don't think you skipped a beat. Um, one thing is I think the reason I originally connected with you is because I was, you know, starting out in my entrepreneurial journey and considering going back to the corporate world. I think many entrepreneurs do that where they start doubting themselves and they're like, maybe I should just get another nine to five. And I think you had posted that you were looking for someone in marketing and I... Yes liked your post yeah i think we connected over a linkedin post and then we we chatted on the phone and we had a heart to heart and we're like we are kindred spirits here so let's let's bring it back a little bit i'd love to talk about your career first the past because it's, it's a fascinating story and i remember listening to your first podcast on next level people with sean and greg and you talked about your experience with jerry springer let's bring that story to my tribe i'd love to hear what you did there and correct me if i'm wrong what you would guest on the show once <laughs> You remember that part of the episode? Oh my God! Yes, I did. I'm like an elephant. One I, for the team. I can't. I can't remember to get milk when I go out, but I can remember that. Like, I'm. A, that's my dad brain. Like, all right, Jerry Springer story. Go. Okay, so originally I worked for an NPR station at Purdue. I went to Purdue um, for college and thought I wanted to work in radio. I actually, even how I got that was you know, I feel like somewhat luck. I walked into the radio station. I was like, I want to work in radio. <laughs> and it was on campus. And there was a lady who was an older woman and she had been there for years and she was leaving that week. 
And she said, you know, can you handle working and going to school? And I said, I'll be here at five in the morning, you know, let me know when I can come in and load features. And, you know, it, this was pre-automation. So right. I had to actually run the board manually mm -hmm. and insert music when the show, you know, had dropped airtime. And I ended up getting an opportunity to do that. And I did that for two years and loved working in radio. And then I went to career services and got an interview at WGN in Chicago, which would, would have been such a dream. It's a huge station. And um, I got an interview and I didn't end up getting a job. But then that same day, I saw a flyer that Jerry Springer was looking for interns on their bulletin board. And I walked across the courtyard to NBC yep. Tower, told them I had an interview with the intern coordinator and got through security. Look at that. Look at that hustle right there. So you're, you're up, you made it through. They don't have your resume. I'm sure you had it in hand, hopefully. I did have an extra copy with me. So you, you go up the elevator, you get past security, and which is really interesting too, because if you think about that moment, right, where you had that mindset, and, and fast forward now, and we'll talk about the things that you're doing now to really get these insane interview access, you had that soft skill set back then. A little bit of manipulation in a good way, a little bit of white lies to make things happen, right? You made it happen little bit of manipulation in, a, in the best sense possible. I still keep in touch with that guy today, 20 the, years the later. The security guard? The intern coordinator who gave me That's that That's awesome. Break. So you got your first break and you land this internship at Jerry Springer. Then what? I was freaking gung-ho. I was like, I am going to produce this show. So I started off as an intern where I was taking out the guests around Chicago. I was new to the city. I'm a small town girl from Kentucky. I was like, had petty cash. I got to take them to Navy Pier and learn my, you know, way around the city with them. I was getting all kinds of crazy looks, but like, I'm from Kentucky. These stories didn't seem that far-fetched. I'm like, I'm having fun. That's One awesome. time I was taking some guests out on Lake Michigan. This was like pre-cell phone. And I got a beep that I'm supposed to come back to the studio. I'm in the middle of the freaking lake on a <laughs> boat with Jerry Springer guests. And they just kept blowing up the pager. And I'm like, I don't have a cell phone. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the middle of Lake Michigan. I get back to the studio with the guests and got completely reamed. I thought I was, I was going to be done right there. I mean, they didn't tell you you couldn't take them out on a boat. No one told you that. But you, you had to keep them landlocked so you could get them back if you need. Lesson, lesson learned there. <gasps> oh, that's, my God. Another, and I think, I don't even know if it was like the same trip, but I was on like one of those double-decker like tour buses. And one of the guests got her weave caught in like, a tree or something oh my well like, so she's on the top of the bus and her weave got caught in a tree while you're driving around chicago like she was being pulled oh my what'd you do what happened it took a couple of them out took a couple oh braids out i was like are you cool are you okay that's insane and how's how's jerry to work with what's he like off off air super nice guy truthfully um i'm still a fan I really um, enjoyed my time there. It's funny because I just started my Instagram account around Kathy Heller, who I now work for because she has 30,000 followers on Instagram. I was like, okay, well, if I'm, you know, producing her events and working for her, I better have a presence there too. So Got I arbitrage in March and the old senior producer for Jerry Springer now like talks to me on there, which is so crazy 19 years later. And my old intern on Jerry Springer is now the senior producer, executive producer of the new Judge Jerry show. Right. That's, um, that, that's crazy. Full circle. So what happened? Like, how did you end up on air? This is a fun story. Oh, one of the producer's guests backed out. 
or I think multiple stories day of, and this happens. People like get yeah, nervous. Of they pull out or mm -hmm. chicken out or you know they get and they see the live audience and they're like they don't want to find out who the daddy is right they don't want to do that on air right? and she was like who's the craziest person i know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> who's gonna help me out like so she grabbed a couple people in the office and then i don't know like in my 20s i just i don't know didn't think of like this was like pre-internet too so i didn't really think of you know, all of what could happen for me doing that. Um, and after I did it, I honestly felt really bad about it. I had fun. What was, it, like, what, was it, what was the topic? What was the show? I mean, let's give our, let's give my listeners some dirt here. Like, what was the show? What did you have to be? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it baby, was it baby mama drama? Was it, was it fighting? Got hypnotized to do crazy things, and I totally flashed the audience and it was blurred wow. but yeah i mean wow wow well, so, but were you actually hypnotized or you just played along with it uh well i had been the magic on a shoot for three days and hadn't slept and was wearing the same clothes and was pretty freaking tired and out of it i do feel like i was a little bit hypnotized All right, so there was there was some there was there was some hallucin hallucinating happening so we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it at that so that's great so you had you had your 15 minutes now let's fast forward 15 <laughs> years right from jerry springer to where we are now yeah you 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 you, you had a few awesome kids most of the time they're awesome you and i exchange war stories right you got married you have four four kids Yep. God bless. And what what are the ages? I have an eleven, eight, seven, and eight month old. Unbelievable. I feel you. I, I can't. I have two. I can't even can't even handle two, four. So you're balancing motherhood, you're balancing work and, and building and, 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 and your career and you have highs and lows and you're really trying to establish yourself. I mean, you have this tenacity in you where you're a creator, you're a connector. So you're doing it one way or another. Let's talk about what's happening right now in your life with Kathy Heller. Let's talk about how this manifested. Let's first of all, who is Kathy Heller to people that don't know? Wow, I have known Kathy Heller since I moved to LA right after Jerry Springer and we were both single and I have watched her so she moved to LA with this dream of becoming, you know, discovered and she's a musician and she actually had a music deal, I think with Interscope and you know was in the studio watching lady gaga and she got dropped from the record label um which was devastating and then she still had a love for music and figured out a way to get her music licensed and like me she's kind of like just a straight up hustler she did all the research she was like who do i need to talk to what doors do i need to break down and she, I think her first song that she got licensed, she got like $50,000 and she's like, hell yeah, on my way. And that's like the thing with me too. It was like, once I got my first $8,000 sponsorship, I was like, repeat, cut, paste, repeat, Boom. cut, paste, repeat. Yep. Now I know who to reach out to. Now I know how to do it. Now I know what to say. But so much of it is just figuring out, you know, who is the person that you, you know, what is the title of who you need to reach out to? What is the message? What gets response? Even... Even yesterday, I was like, Kathy, it's the new year. It's the holidays. Who are your best guests? Tell me 20 of them. I'm going to reach out to them. Right. Give me your hot list. Them. Yep. And, and it's a reach. Happy, wish them a happy holidays. Wish them a happy mm -hmm. new year. Say, how can I support you in the new year? See what they're up to. Just that's it. No, no telling them. No ask. Yeah, let's 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 pause on that. And that's that's interesting, right? So so you you have this magical magical ability to reach hard to reach people. I mean, 
Howard Schultz, right? Like, let's cold, cold. Without giving away all of your secrets, I mean, these people. I mean, is his email literally Howard.Schultz at Starbucks.com? Like, like these people have to have hard to find. Like, I always think about it too, and I think about Howard Stern, and Howard talks about emailing his friends all the time. Like, I doubt it's like Howard Stern at Gmail.com. Like, I feel like certain celebrities and people did they have like encrypted, encoded no. emails and phones, or it's literally straight up. It's like sometimes obvious. Come on, you know Gary's. I mean, he's had it since day one, right? Can't even imagine how much it gets bombarded at. So you hit on something really interesting, and I tell people this all the time. When you're asking, it's fine to ask. Asking is good, and you have to be able to ask because otherwise you don't get shit in life. You and I know this firsthand. I would not have my business unless I asked. I would not. I would not. But you hit on something interesting. It's how you ask, and it's building a rapport and adding value. And I love that you go to people first to establish that relationship. Happy holidays, top of mind. Now let's fast forward to the ask. Talk about your approach to asking. So I just asked somebody that even Kathy was intimidated by me asking. She's like, I don't do that. I was like, what? You have these was it, connections? Was it Oprah? And you don't do that? It wasn't Oprah, but it was somebody with a million followers on LinkedIn. Somebody, you know, pretty followed. And I was like, he's been on your show. He is connected to all 10 people you're asking me to reach out to cold. How about I just listen to a few of his podcasts and find out the language he uses and compliment him on those episodes and see if I might be able to introduce myself as a new person to the team and maybe he'd like to help me in the new year. Hmm. Interesting. And what happened? He made two introductions to very hard to reach people days ago of people I tried to reach out to cold and did not get a response from. Mm, that's he how it's personally done. reached out to both of them. Did he connect with me on LinkedIn after? No. But did he respond right back from her inbox? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it depends where it's coming from. It's interesting too. Yeah, and it's fascinating too. I've been connecting with some really interesting people, some sports stars, some, some quasi-celebrities in the entrepreneurship world, and I want them on my show. I absolutely do. But I can't just come out and say, hey, blah, blah, you. blah. Right. Like I need to add some value. I need to introduce myself. I need to build a rapport. Um, but also I leverage some of the connections that I have. Like I try to show that social proof of here's who I've had on my show, you know, the Dave Meltzer's of the world, the, you know, the, the Claude Silver's, the people that have that name recognition. So you could kind of get a sense of who they, who they are. Um, could you name one insane reach guest that you're working on? Hmm, that's a good question because I have one that's on Monday that took me seven months to get. Mm, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, and I will tell you how I got him. He's been on Tim Ferriss. Um, ooh, I just reached somebody last night on Twitter that my husband loves, Eric Weinstein. Oh, yeah? I'm not, I'm not familiar with Eric. Who's Eric? Oh, my God. He works for Peter, Peter Thiel. Okay. He's a physicist, so my husband went to Berkeley and mm -hmm. is, you know, he was a physics undergrad. And so nerd celebs. Okay, we're, we're, we're cool with that. We're cool with the nerd celebs. Everyone, <laughs> has, everyone has their thing. I saw in the news this morning, people were literally, they were going to Star Wars in, in the movie theater in Times Square at six o'clock in the morning. People that have the theater 24 open, so, so we're cool with that. What I want to talk about next, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, you do some incredible work with sponsorships, events, and, and figuring out the magic formula to make it all happen. Where did this come from, this passion of, of, of putting together live events and, and bringing in sponsors? 
Okay, so you touched on it a little bit in the intro. Um, I had one job where it was my role to reach out to heads of customer experience and chief financial officers. And I was working for a voiceover IP company and I needed to bring in those types of people for lunch and learns. So that actually is where my love for LinkedIn began because I was like, well, you can just type in people's titles and befriend them and get them to come. Kind of like how you get people to come on reality TV shows. You befriend them and then they want to come to your event. So I was doing that on a smaller scale. Then I switched over to a financial company and I was like, had to reach out to CPAs and financial advisors and chiefs, you know, like uh, centers of influence. And I started filling up financial events in the same way, like 40 to 60 people at each event. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm just using LinkedIn. I'm befriending people and they're coming for me. That's interesting. But what's your approach on LinkedIn? Just at that time, I was typing in people's titles. So like if we were wanting to put on an event in Orange County, I would type in CPA Orange County, you know? No, but I'm talking about the outreach, right? Like you're cold, you're basically cold calling on LinkedIn. Yeah, I was. Cold calling. So what's the approach there? Is it a hard sell out of the gate? Are you um, personalizing? Are you doing a little bit of research? All personalized. And I've tried automation and I, I really feel like it fails or maybe I'm not good at it, but um, I, you know, I don't want it to look like automation. So I, I always use their first name and then I try to find something on their profile that speaks to me like, oh, wow, you've been in financial services for a long time. You must like it, <laughs> you know, yeah, or I mean, make, them, make them laugh. Like I do that too. Like when I'm oh, reaching yeah. out to candidates. I try to break through with subject lines. Like sometimes I'll test some funny subject lines. Like if they're in Chicago, I'll be like, you might be buried under three feet of snow, but I they ain't stopping you from going to work. Some stupid shit like that, right? Because you have to get people's attention. And it's interesting. You talk about automation and, and LinkedIn, it's crazy. There's so many companies and products out there. And oh, I think God, there yeah. are time and place for automation where it makes sense from an efficiency perspective, but not in the relationship game. Not, you can't automate relationships. You can't do that. Maybe some follow-up touch points, maybe in a sales cycle, um, different types of engagement marketing, yes. But you need to have those levels of personalization. Uh, absolutely. So going, I want to touch back on the, on the event piece for a little bit. You know, what advice would you give? It's so interesting because I'm thinking of an event and you and I talked about this. I'm thinking in tw- end of 2020, I'm thinking about pods fest. I'm thinking about yeah. making this happen. Yeah. Um, but I want to do something different. What have you seen in, in this, you know, professional event yeah. space that really stands out? What are some things that you're seeing out there that really make events special? So one event that I went to that I loved being a part of was here in Chicago and she had somebody from Second City. Actually, I've gone to two events where they had some, a, a comedian be a part of the event. And I think either a comedian or a mentalist or somebody entertaining really livens up the crowd. You need either a strong MC. Like a warm-up act. You need a warm-up act. It changes the environment mm. of the room. Yeah. I mean, you have to do things different too. I mean, bringing experiences uh, and definitely living it up. So let's switch gears a little bit. I mean, you balance a lot. I mean, there's a lot of working moms out there. How do you do it all? Like, how do you keep the engine running? How do you keep that household? How do you keep those kids in clean clothes, fed, off to school, occupied, taking care of them? How do you do it all? I decided to give up half my check and get a nanny. Finally, I've never had one. And I bit the bullet because I I couldn't balance it all. I actually just had a baby in March 
and I have never worked right alongside having a baby, but I felt like I was having momentum in my career and I was enjoying what I was doing and I wanted the best of both worlds. And you deserve it. I mean, you and I went back, we talk a lot. Like just for everyone listening, Raina and I text all the time. My wife's like, who you, who's this girl you're texting with? I'm like, I text oh, no. a lot of girls, babe. Like she <laughs> needs to know, like this is also professional. Um, Right, like it, 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 it's, it's finding that balance of having the time to be with your children, especially when they're young, but also like your career is important to you and you feel this fire and drive right now and you have to capitalize on it because this is gonna set your groundwork to be successful and lay that foundation to give your family and provide everything that you need. You have an amazing opportunity right now and it's about scaling yourself, right? You can't be everywhere all the time, right? You can't. So you're outsourcing and you're scaling. How's the nanny working out? I'm on nanny number two. The first one I hired was like too young. Too young. And now I'm paying a little bit more for somebody who the Pay baby loves. Yeah. I mean, we're blessed. I mean, we've had we've had a, the same nanny for six years since my daughter was one. And wow. I mean, she's part of the family. I mean, totally. she is, I can't even tell you. I, the reason I can't lose weight is my nanny's an incredible baker and cook. And I'm just like, I don't even give a shit. You know what? Like, I'm lucky enough with my wife. As long as I stay somewhat healthy, um, it's all good. So let's bring it home here. Let's bring it home here. And these are questions I like to ask every guest because I love to get the perspective. Everyone's different background here. Rena, what does the word authenticity mean to you? You know, it's funny. So Kathy the other day told me that I should write a book on having a personality. And I think authenticity is, I mean, my personality has flourished and come out more as an entrepreneur, because I am not being wordsmith to death. I can just, you know, be myself, be unedited, not care so much about being perfect or what people think. I think that is, you know, authenticity. And Shay Rowbottom does that really well. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes Shay shine. I think that's even our hashtag, right? I think she, she brings it and she doesn't make excuses, right? It's interesting because her and I, we go back and forth. We, we disagree on certain marketing tactics and those work for her. Mm-hmm. They may not work for other people, but we respect each other, right? We respect our professional opinion. That's something I love about it. And she certainly keeps it real. Um, what is the single best piece of advice that you ever received that you take action on daily? All of my best advice comes from my dad. And I think the best piece of advice that I have recently started doing daily is you've got to um, keep a really clear accounting of what you do for your clients, for yourself. Um, (laughs) Even if people say, oh, don't worry about it, you know, you have got to know the people that you reach out to, the way in which you reached out to them. You know, you need to get super organized um, just so there's no misunderstandings later. Yeah. And if you ever want to be like, oh, how did I get a hold of Howard Schultz? How did I get a hold of Derek Sievers? How did I, you know, you need to either email yourself or create files or just accountability, uh, organization. Uh, record keeping is so, um, I've, I've really, that's something like I'm a creative. So it's something that I have to push myself yeah, to do. But I think that that's a really good piece of advice. Um, keep really good record of, you know, the lessons that you're learning along the way. What does Arena Friedman Watts personal brand stand for? Ooh, that's a tough question. Did you send me that prior? <laughs> Ooh. It's, it's it's my it's my fourth pitch. 
I'm a, I'm a five pitch pitcher here. I got five. Okay. So curveballs, knuckleballs, fastballs that come at you in every direction. I feel like over this past year, my personal brand has changed a lot because of having this fourth kid and with this fourth kid too, I've been a lot more public about it. I had an emergency C-section. I had a three pound baby. Um, it's really been part of my story. So I think that my personal brand is really like mommypreneur, you know, yes, you can have it all. Um, that's a big part of my brand right now. Yeah. You're you, you keep it, you, you keep it authentic. And what would you say to date is your greatest professional accomplishment? Wow. Right now I really do feel like I'm living the dream. I have my ideal client. I doubled my rate. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I am not being micromanaged. And that's why I got a nanny. And that's why I am dedicating myself fully to her. I've even turned down other clients. I love it, right? You're focused. You're clear. Very. Let's talk about 2020. What's in store for you? What's in store for Kathy Heller? What's coming down the pipe? You know what's really exciting? She has a new course that's coming out, a signature offer. She's never had a signature offer around her podcast following. She's got 10 million downloads, right? And so 450,000 average listeners per show. That's insane. And I get to watch that launch, be behind the scenes of the coaching that she's getting. I get to be on those kind of calls. And I get to be a part of that launch and engaging with all of her fans. I love engaging with her fans because they're my people too. Like she's they're, they're built an incredible yeah. community. I love her entire community that she's built and I get to talk to all those people. So what's, what's her secret for building a community, right? Like I'm building this podcast, right? It's tough. I mean, I'm balancing oh, yeah. a full-time job, balancing being a, you know, a working dad here and I'm trying to build a community around the show. What's Kathy's secret? That's a really good question. One of her secrets, and this is something that could help a lot of other podcasters, is she asks people to write reviews. I try that, right? And I, and I really do try to push people and I try to incentivize them. Like, listen, like, if yep. you like the show, please help me. Help me help mm -hmm. you get the show bigger. And, and I think that's a fair ask, right? Mm -hmm. He does it all the time. He'll, he'll straight up ask you to buy his book. To buy, I mean, he asks all the time, buy my wine, buy my shoes, buy my book right? Because it's giving you value and it's giving you attention. And I feel like Kathy too, if I'm giving you value in entertainment or actionable, tangible advice from pros like yourself, take a few minutes and please leave a review. That helps the rankings. Absolutely. And to anyone listening, I appreciate if you leave a review. Thank you very much. Rena. I, I appreciate you and our relationship. And last but not least, not every day is awesome. They're really not. I mean, listen, you know, as a mom, it's hard what we do. It's hard what you do and all the moms out there. Being a mom, in my opinion, is the hardest job in the world. It's tough, but it's also the most rewarding. Not every day is sunshine and rainbows, and other days are awesome, and you need to pull yourself up. You need to show gratitude. Rena Freeman Watts, what is your North Star? I honestly call my dad every hard day I have. He can handle me at any level I'm on. And every call that I get off with him, I'm like recharged. I hope my husband doesn't get jealous, but we have a special connection. It's your um, dad. Baby girl yeah. and his dad. Yep. He ran a company for 40 years and he's a really good people manager. And I have just the utmost respect for him. And so when I need a reset, I definitely call him. And it's funny because um, I was talking to you about like maybe wanting to do my own podcast one day, like after, you know, I get all of Things what I'm doing down. under control. Right. And it definitely would involve him. That's awesome. So 
Yeah. I love it. He's my North Star right now. Raina, I, I appreciate you and our relationship and everything that you've done for me and doors that you opened. Um, I hope we continue this. I know we are. Absolutely. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I look forward to sending you guests and helping you make that event happen in 2020. It's going to happen. And Rena, where could folks find you? Where could they connect with you? Um, all over social. Rena Friedman Watts on LinkedIn, on Instagram. Those are my two main places, mainstays right now. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Please remember to link, click, write reviews, follow. And remember, most importantly, take your online, offline, and take care of each other. Be kind to each other, all that kind of fun, mushy stuff. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on the podcast and catch us next week for another great episode. Take care, everybody. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.